At Kroger, we know the minute a tomato is picked off the vine, the fresh timer starts. The sooner we get our produce to you, the fresher it is. That's why we've completely overhauled our process to shorten the time from harvest to home for our tomatoes, strawberries, and salads. Because we know how much you love fresh produce, we give you more time to enjoy your tasty fruits and veggies at home. So whether you're shopping in-store, picking up, or prefer delivery, we're committed to bringing you the freshest produce possible. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is Life Admin Life Hacks, a podcast that gives you techniques, tips, and tools to tackle your life admin more efficiently, to save your time, your money, and improve your household harmony. I'm Dinah Rowe Roberts, an operations manager who embraced scheduling from when Filofax was a major investment. I'm Mia Northrop, a researcher and writer who still has a monogrammed Filofax somewhere. We're so alike. In this episode, we'll interview productivity and innovation expert, Dr. Amantha Imber. Hello, and welcome to Life Admin Life Hacks. As we revealed on a recent podcast, Dinah and I are writing a Life Admin Life Hacks book for HarperCollins. We've shared some sample chapters with test readers for feedback, and one of the things that has really resonated with them is the glimpse we give into how Dinah and I personally approach life admin in our households. It really does satisfy our curiosity to get a sneak peek into how others live their lives, and so we decided to bring that element into the podcast. But instead of focusing on how Dinah and I do things, which you've heard plenty of over the years, we've decided to interview other women and men from business, media, creative industries and sport to see how they tackle life admin. And this is the first in our How They Do It episodes. In this episode, we talk to Dr. Amantha Imber, who reveals how you should think about living in line with your values, prioritizing your time accordingly, and outsourcing tasks that you hate. If you hate meal prep, this app is for you. Dr. Amantha Imber is an organizational psychologist and founder of behavioral science consultancy Inventium, where she helps companies such as Google, Apple, Disney, Lego, Atlassian, the Commonwealth Bank, and many others innovate more successfully and reinvent the way they approach their work. In 2019, Amantha was named as one of the Australian Financial Review's 100 Women of Influence. Amantha is also the host of the number one ranking business podcast, How I Work, where she interviews some of the world's leading innovators about their habits, rituals, and strategies for structuring their day. She's also the host of the new podcast, How to Date. Amantha's thoughts have appeared in Harvard Business Review, Forbes, Entrepreneur, and Fast Company, and she's the author of two best-selling books, The Creativity Formula and The Innovation Formula. Uh, Amantha, thanks so much for coming on the show today. It's so great to reconnect with you in a different way from when we previously connected through work. I know. I'm excited to be here. We're such big fans of your podcast, How I Work, and, and we've recommended a number of episodes to our listeners particularly early on in our podcast when we discussed life admin foundations like to-do lists. And also some of your guests actually do talk about their life admin. In particular, your interview with Carolyn Creswell was one that really resonated to us. Yeah. So we're really incredibly curious about whether your life admin is as well thought out as your work life. <laughs> um, yes, uh, I think it is. It's definitely changed during COVID and during lockdown. So I'm based in Melbourne. Yeah, no, but I do think a lot about it. I think probably the thing that I think most about is how I use my time. And for the things that I don't enjoy doing, it generally makes sense to pay someone else to do that, even though other people might go, 
oh, really? You pay someone to do that? So just to give you an example to kind of launch right in, which is something that I don't do anymore because when COVID hit, I had to stop doing this, is for, um, and and this is something I started two years ago, perhaps, where Mm -hmm. a, a weekend ritual that I would have with my daughter, who's currently six and a half at the time of recording, is that every Every Saturday morning we would go to the markets, to to Paran Market or South Melbourne Market and do our weekly grocery shop and get a big box full of fruit and vegetables. And then one of the things that I'm a big believer in is that you will eat more fruit and vegetables if they are all pre-prepared, washed, cut and in Tupperware ready to be taken out of the fridge. And I eat a ridiculous amount of vegetables, like way over the recommended serving and I yeah I I reckon I'd eat seven or eight serves of veg a day and I think it's because like I would spend hours on the weekend basically washing and cutting and preparing yeah prepping all the vegetables for the week and I really hated doing this task and this is back when I was married my then husband said to me like why don't you just pay someone to cut the vegetables and I said really like who's where am I going to find that and he said, just put it out on Airtasker. Mm. And I thought, okay, I'll give that a go. And so I found someone who was a university student that had a part-time job in hospitality doing food prep, I think. And so she would come over every Sunday morning for two hours and I would pay her $50 to do all of the food prep for the week. I love that. Yeah, that, like, yeah, because you're right. The research shows that if you remove all the obstacles to, you know, towards healthy eating or say exercise, if it's really convenient and you set up your environment so it's just easy to get to the, the healthy stuff, then you will eat more healthy stuff. Yeah. It's great that you recognize that. Yeah. And you know what? Like the healthy eating thing, I mean, it's so habitual, I don't even think about it, but it's more that I was spending two hours every Sunday when like I I could have been playing with Frankie or doing something else Frankie's my daughter and instead I was at the kitchen bench doing something I really didn't like and I thought it is worth $50 to win back two hours a week so that I can do something more fulfilling with that time you know whereas other people might go $50 that's that's a lot of money but for me it's not because it's worth it to get those hours back in my day where I can do something more meaningful. Yeah, and it reflects exactly your values and, and what you value in how you spend your time. And I think that's one of the reasons we set up this podcast and went on this quest because we're thinking these activities just take up too much of our time, too much of our headspace, and we wanted to free up time for things that were more valuable and enriching or nourishing or more positive than cutting up vegetables or paying bills <laughs> or all the other stuff that sort of the homework of normal life. So what else comes to mind for you when you think of life admin? Yeah, look, when I think of life admin, it's, look, it does cross over from my work life because I'm I'm pretty organised in my work life and I'm really conscious of how I use my time. It definitely with my social life and seeing friends and family, I probably am at the extreme end in terms of planning. And again, I try to, I try as much as possible to live a life that reflects my values and plan my time accordingly. So Mm -hmm. friends and my friendships are hugely valuable. They're such 
a big priority for me and, and particularly in life post-marriage I mean your friends become even more important and so I will plan my weeks in terms of my social life I'm not someone that kind of gets to the weekend and thinks oh it'd be really nice to see some friends this weekend I wonder who's available um, yeah. that is not me I will plan a week or two in advance to make sure that I'm getting enough you know, that, that, that kind of nourishing time that yeah. close friends provide. So so that's that's probably an example where I tend to be, I don't know, some would say over-organised, well, but for me it works well. You're preaching to the choir here. <laughs> Dada and I operate the same way because, you know, that time, you know, that downtime is precious and you want to make sure you're spending it with people that you really want to see and you want to be doing things that you really want to do and you know, we're not really in a season of life where you can be spontaneous. People are unavailable. If you call up and go, you like, you want to have brunch today? It's like, are you crazy? things to do. So yeah, that kind of planning and scheduling really does make a difference if there's certain people you want to see and certain activities that you want to be doing with them. Mm, definitely. And look, another strategy that I use, which again, crosses over from my work life, where I really, I think so much about productivity, I mean, that's that's one the main area that I guess I specialize in, is the idea of time boxing. So time boxing is a strategy where you think about the big tasks or little tasks that you have to achieve. And rather than just having a to-do list where you tick things off, you actually essentially book meetings with yourself to work mm-hmm. on those tasks. So time boxing is something that I use for work, or I will set meetings with myself in the calendar that might be write this article between yep. nine o'clock and 10 o'clock on Tuesday morning. And, and that's an example of time boxing. So I would also use time boxing for my personal life to a degree. So yep. often I will time box gym or, or fitness, for example. Um, I don't do this religiously, but sometimes when I've got a busy week coming up, I will actually book appointments with myself around where I'm going to fit in gym time. So again, like health is a big priority for me. Healthy eating is something that is is very habitual as is exercise. So I would do gym stuff at my home gym now, thanks to COVID, which I'm actually loving home gym. And I don't think I will go back to a real gym five times a week, 45 minute sessions. And that time adds up. That's two to three hours a week that I need to find to make sure that I'm living my life so that it mirrors my values. And sometimes if the week is really busy, it can be hard to find that time. So I literally book appointments with myself in the diary. Like they might be, you know, from 6 to 7 a.m. or something like that. But just Mm. to make sure that I'm getting that done and prioritizing that in the way that I'm running my week. Great. So what about other aspects of life admin, perhaps the more financial or utilities or those types of things? Do you also schedule those in? I outsource a lot. So I've got a brilliant financial advisor that makes like the bigger decisions for me so that I don't have to be going, oh, do I need this insurance? Where should I get that from? So I, you know, I'm a big believer in delegating to people that can do things better than you can. In terms of paying bills, it's funny, I haven't really thought to delegate paying bills. Although having said that, with bills that are tax deductible that will get paid by my accounts person at work. So in that sense, I guess there are some bills that can be tax deductible, you know, like that are to do with home office expenses, for example, that I don't pay, but the rest is pretty easy. I I am a big fan of the Combank 
app and that makes yeah. bill paying very straightforward. So I don't feel like it's something that takes up so much time in my life that I've then deliberately reflected and thought, hmm, how can I automate that or delegate that or batch that? It just hasn't come up because it doesn't take much time. Well, one of the life admin blockers for Mia and I, I guess the thing we still haven't really conquered is managing our digital photos. So I'd be super keen to know if you've got that nailed. <laughs> I so don't have that nailed. Whoever <laughs> <laughs> nailed this is going to be so. <laughs> Please tell me if you find someone that has nailed that. I, I've not. Diana's finally reading a book about it, a I whole am. book on it. We are still <laughs> looking for the easy solution. We'll keep you posted. Good, good. But yeah, it's interesting what we're saying about you know some of these tasks. It's like you do have to dedicate a chunk of time. We talk about sort of two-minute time killers, like paying bills, something might come in the mail, you open it, you just whack out your online banking app and take care of it there and then. Some of it we refer to as 10-minute time killers where we think, okay, I've got a wedge of time between this thing and the next thing and there's a few tasks I could probably get off my list. You know, there's a lot of talk about the mental load and the number of tasks we carry around in our head or the planning we sort of do in our head. Is this something that you've come across? Did you come across that Emma cartoon about the mental load? I I haven't, but I do think about mental load. And for me, the solution is really simple. It's to-do list. It's like write everything down that comes into your head. Don't try to remember things. And I think this is where, like, I'm I'm an Apple user. I can't see myself changing operating systems anytime soon as I'm well into the Apple ecosystem. Health, health ecosystem sorry. <laughs> um, I'm training myself to get better and more reliant on Siri. And actually mm. recently, so I use Things as my to-do list task manager, but I've recently... And I actually got this tip from a podcast guest on how I work recently is something I'm trying is actually using Apple Reminders, which has recently changed and upgraded a lot of features, which I'm liking a lot more. So I'm trying to get more reliant on using Apple Reminders for my personal to-do list, which is good because then it plays well with Siri, whereas Things does not play well with Siri. And if something's in my head, I try to get it out of my head as quickly as possible and then the mental load is automatically a whole lot less. Yeah, I'm, I'm loving the Reminders app functionality. So I do take advantage of some of the features where it will remind you of a task at a certain location, either when you're arriving or leaving a location or also when you're messaging someone. So you can associate a task with a person. So if I have to remind myself, you know, I talk to mum about Christmas planning. And the next time I'm actually messaging mum on my phone, the little reminder will come up and say, don't forget to talk to your mum about Christmas planning. It's very powerful. That's so clever. And I think that with software, like because like software doesn't come with a manual that you read anymore, like things used to in the olden days, I feel like a lot of people don't get the most out of the software that they're using. So I'm a big proponent in actually learning a lot of the shortcuts and the kind of the lesser known tips with software. I don't always do this, but I it is something that I keep in the back of my head. And I know when I invest that time, you know, I'll get it back tenfold because I'm getting so much more out of the software or out of the app. And I think like what you said there are, are great examples where I've literally just this week started using the reminders app and I'm listening to you going, okay, I need to actually sit down and 
optimize how I'm using the reminders because right now I'm just using it to get stuff out of my head and to get Siri to put stuff in the list. But I'm, I'm hearing you speak and I'm like, oh, I, I just I need to learn how to use all those features. That's going to be awesome. And have you uh, customized Siri's voice? There are some lovely voices no, to choose from. I'm a big fan of everyone not just going for the default. I mean, it's always a female voice giving you instructions and helping you. There's some lovely other voices out there. <laughs> oh, how do I do that? Oh, it's somewhere in settings. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> My series sounds like Paul Bettany, the English actor. It sounds like a butler. I oh, <laughs> I love that. I'm going to do that after this recording. <laughs> you talked about in both how I work and how to date that now you co-parent with your child and you have obviously managing some aspects of life admin to do with parenting across your households. How has this changed? What, what tools do you use to manage some of that? Hmm, that's a good question because because I've only got the one child Life is not that complicated. Like I look at my closest girlfriend, Monique, who, who's my co-host on How to Date. She's got yeah. four kids aged between 8 and 12 and, oh, <laughs> my God, like, it's crazy. Whereas I'm like, oh, I've only got one. I d- it doesn't even stress me out. So I was always the person that organised all the 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 school and the life admin for Frankie and I've just kind of continued in that role so mm-hmm. again it doesn't feel like there's much to do I haven't actually thought about good systems other than look the only system that I did think about which don't which I don't use anymore now that Frankie is 50-50 between the two households is that mm-hmm. when I was married one of the things that would become Frankie's chore is that we, after the the vegetable cutter had been, one of Frankie's chores would be basically to batch pack her smart snacks for the whole week. So we have these, they're, they're like these Tupperware bento boxes. I think they're, they're certainly quite popular at Frankie's school. And I'd basically teach Frankie how to do the whole week in one go. So that like that saved a bit of time because we mm-hmm. there'd be like a nice variety of fruit and veg and other things in her little bento box smart snacks or, or recess sorry is the normal word for it like that was something that was helpful and so I will still do that now for the half week that I do have Frankie but otherwise I feel like there's just not that much with one child to be honest mm. maybe I'm just forgetting to do a bunch of things but I can't <laughs> say it's it like it just doesn't cause me that much stress uh, and it doesn't eat into my time that much yeah I think that for me that really started when the kids got extracurricular activities and you know I think my kids their um, social life is more active than mine these days so Getting a handle on that is something you've got to look forward to, Amantha. Excellent. (laughs) So talking about Frankie, as she gets older, what do you think would be one of the most important life admin skills that you might teach her? Look, I think, and this is probably more of, of a mega thing and just gets back to using your hours in a way that aligns with your values. And I think I first became aware of this concept or more became conscious of this concept through Laura Vanderkam when I had her on the podcast quite a while ago. And she talks about how in in a week you've got 168 hours and people constantly complain, oh, I'm so busy. I don't have enough time for that. I don't have time to, you know, say exercise or, oh, I don't have time to call my friends or I don't have time to, you know, insert whatever task people complain about not having time to do. But Mm -hmm 
no, you've, you've got 168 hours. And so I think the thing that I would teach to Frankie as she gets older is really thinking about how she spends her time and looking at is the way she's spending her time in line with the things that really matter to her. It's so easy for people to clock up so many mindless hours scrolling through their phone or social media. Yeah, I think the average person spends four hours a day uh, on their phone. Half of that time is looking at the top five social media apps like Facebook and Insta and so forth. And I just think, wow, like that's that's a huge waste. And then the same people are saying, oh, I'm so busy. I don't have time to do this thing that is actually really important to me based on my values, but because I am getting sucked into the addictive nature of social media apps and other kinds of apps, uh, I'm not prioritizing that. So I think that's that's a really big one. And I, I, I've been through like a time tracking process, as Laura Vanderkamp mm-hmm. suggests, where you literally for a whole week write down what you are doing in every 15 minute block of time, which is such a annoying process to do, but it sheds so much light on how you're using your time. And email, like even from a work sense, people spend so much time in their inbox because it's designed to be addictive and you get a false sense of progress. And you know, look, many people, and certainly when I started time tracking, I was shocked at how much time I was spending in my inbox. Um, That's what I was going to ask you. What were your big surprises? What were the time sucks that you weren't really aware of? Yeah, email. Email was the biggest one. And going, oh my goodness, I've spent, you know, like three hours a day doing email. That is ridiculous. I, like career-wise, I don't want to be known for the person that hit inbox zero every day. Um, that's, that's not really that cool. So then you can kind of go, okay, well, I'm going to deliberately change my behavior so that it aligns more with my values and email is not a value of mine. <laughs> so, Mantha, are there any other areas of life admin that actually energize you? You've talked a bit about, you know, the the food prep and, you know, um, some of the things you've got nailed, but are there, is there any other area that actually, you know, really gives you energy? Hmm. You see, I actually don't mind life admin because it makes me feel really organized and it gives me that progress hit. Like, for example, I use yourgrocer.com.au for all my grocery shopping. That was not something that I did pre-COVID. I'd always go to the markets, but mm. but now your grocer is a great way of buying from the same people and buying from independent stores and getting fresh produce, but without having to leave your house so that that suited well that worked well during lockdown and now it's become a habit so I so while that is life admin doing the grocery ordering and I would do that two or three times a week I actually enjoy the process because I'm getting that hit of progress it's like ah that is something look I I could delegate that if I wanted or I could buy things in bigger batches so I'm only doing that once a week but Mm -hmm. I enjoy the process of going what will I eat over the next few days? What will I cook? So, and then I get a sense of progress of when I've completed that task. And I think because my work is not like that, my work is creating things, it's sitting in ambiguity. It's like most of my days are trying to spend that in deep work, thinking through complex issues and creating stuff as a result. I'm actually really energized by short, sharp tasks that will give me that progress hit that genuinely are making 
progress in my life. I think probably if if my job was a full-time administrator, I might not feel the same way, but I actually like the contrast that those life administration tasks give me because they're in stark contrast to my role at work. I think that's also signals, you know, a level of self-awareness about what tasks you actually enjoy doing. So, you know, the idea that you like have have a bit of flexibility and a certain amount of spontaneity about what you're eating in a certain week and you're happy to shop multiple times. Whereas other people, if they can, you know, think about food and what grocery shopping means to them and their menu means to them, be like, oh, I'm happy to like do menu planning for a month and just eat whatever's on the menu. I don't want to think about it. Mm. So it takes a bit of self-awareness to know that's going to be something that's positive for you rather than a drag. And I was going to ask you, what are your life admin pet peeves? But I have a feeling you might not have any. <laughs> I'm just, I'm trying to think of, oh. Look. Digital photos, obviously. <laughs> yeah, digital photos. You know what? Every now and then I will go, oh, digital photos. Uh, definitely. I hate cleaning. Again, one of the things that I invest money in is getting a cleaner. And I did this when I was married because I think that cleaning can be a source of conflict between partners. No one, uh, like in most relationships, no one loves cleaning. It's very cheap marriage counselling, having a cleaner. (laughs) Oh, it is, isn't it? That's such a good way of putting it. (laughs) We had a cleaner come once a fortnight and, again, in in the new home that I am in, that is something I invest in. But obviously during lockdown there was, I don't know, 10 or 12 weeks or something, I don't know how many it was, where we couldn't have cleaners. And so... I had to remember how to clean a bathroom. <laughs> God, I sound privileged. Goodness. But, um, but, you know, look, and I think I am privileged, but also even if I wasn't privileged, I would, I, I would still apply the same principle to go, this is something that I really hate and there's so many other things that I would get so much more joy spending my non-work time doing that I think it is worth the hourly rate of a cleaner to avoid having to do that task. I'm very happy to do a superficial clean so that on a day-to-day basis, the house looks relatively tidy. But in terms of doing the big clean once a fortnight, I really didn't like doing that. And when I didn't have the cleaner, I became so aware and so grateful for the fact that I had made that decision to invest money in in doing this thing that takes several hours every fortnight. And I think look, the first time I did do the big clean, there was a bit of a novelty factor and I had music playing, but the novelty quickly wears off. Yeah, it wears off after Definitely. That. I actually have given my cleaner a pay rise post-lockdown <laughs> because I just said to her, I appreciate you so much. Please never leave me again. <laughs> and for listeners who want more tips and hacks on how to outsource some of these personal and household tasks, you might want to check out episode 22 where we dive into some of the detail there. Our last question for you today is really what's the one life admin life hack you wish someone had told you earlier in your life? Like, I mean, there's so many micro things that I use and probably more to do with work, given that, you know, we spend a third of our life doing work and probably more so when when you love your work or when you're a business owner as I am. So there's certainly a lot there. But I think I'd probably echo just some of the things that we've spoken about, like really thinking about how am I using the 168 hours that I've got in the week 
And am I using that in a way that aligns with my values and makes me feel good about the choices that I'm making? I just also think the general rule of get stuff out of your head and onto paper, whether that be digital paper or physical paper, as quickly as possible to reduce mental load is a really important life hack. It's brilliant advice, Samantha. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing your experience and ideas with us today. This has been a total pleasure. Where can our listeners find you if they want to hear more? They can search for How I Work wherever they listen to podcasts for a podcast that's all about productivity, more so in the workplace. And they could also search for How to Date wherever they listen to podcasts. If you are looking for tips on dating and if you're not dating and want to live vicariously through myself and Monique, (laughs) experts that we interview, then you might enjoy that as well. And I can also be found at inventium.com com.au, which is the behavioral science consultancy that I founded many years ago. Wonderful. Thank you so much. My pleasure. If you'd like to join us on our life admin journey, please head to our Facebook page, Life Admin Life Hacks, to follow us and share your thoughts on what we're doing. And feel free to post any comments or certainly post suggestions that we might be able to use. We hope to see you there. Thanks for listening. Show notes for this episode are available at lifeadminlifehacks.com. If you're a fan, please subscribe and share the love and tell a friend or review us in your podcasting app.